dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sir, he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Pridecast. What's up, Lions fans? Tori Petri here for another episode of the One Pridecast. Can you believe it? We are just about a week away from the start of training camp. It is insane. I feel like this offseason has absolutely flown by. We had a great spring program. There was a nice little break in there. And now we are ramping up for Matt Patricia's second training camp with the Detroit Lions. So since things are about to get real serious around here, we are sitting down for a conversation with two guys who will be instrumental in the Lions play this year. That is defensive coordinator Paul Pasqualoni and new offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. We talk first about their off seasons, what they were up to, how they spent their time, but then we get down into talking some football, what they saw from their teams in the spring, what they've observed from a few of their players on their side of the ball, and what they expect from training camp. We get into a lot of things on this podcast. It is super informative, and I think by the end of it, you will be feeling amped up and ready to go for Lions Camp. We'll start off with my conversation with Paul Pasqualoni. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a vast selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. Joining me now on the One Pridecast is defensive coordinator Paul Pasqualoni. Coach, first of all, catch me up on what you've been up to this offseason. Well, we had an opportunity to be on vacation uh, for a few weeks, so uh, it was great to be uh, around family uh, with the kids uh, doing a lot of summer-type activities. What summer-type activities did you guys get yourselves into? Well, uh, we like going to the beach. Uh, We like the ocean. Uh, We like going out... uh, for blue crab and fishing for right. flounder and digging uh, cherry stone clams. So we do a lot of that uh, over the vacation. What's your favorite beach to visit? Uh, we have two beaches we really like. There's a, a small town in Rhode Island called Charlestown. Okay. And uh, the Charlestown Beach. And then there's a East Beach, which is another beach in Charlestown, the town of Charlestown, Rhode Island. So we kind of oscillate between those two. We ran up to Narragansett. Uh, beach because the surfing up there, my daughter likes to surf. Okay. Yeah, so the surfing is really, really good in Narragansett. Uh, so we uh, like the water and we like seafood, and so that's kind of what we do. Catching your own seafood as well. Yeah, that's uh, fun. It's always fresh. It's a great place. It's a uh, really, really uh, nice, quiet uh, area. Now, will you guys go back to the house and cook up what you caught yeah. that day? Yes, we will. We I go, love it. We go back and. Uh, Whatever we were fortunate enough to uh, come up with that day is kind of dinner. I love it. That yeah. sounds like the perfect summer activity. Yeah, now, it was fun. Do you surf as well? I do not surf. No, <laughs> I just watch. I sit on the beach and just watch the surfers. And there's a lot of surfers there, and there's some very, very good surfers. And uh, so it's fun. You know, it's fun uh, fun to watch. How old is your daughter? She is uh, just turned 17. She'll be a senior next year at East Catholic High School in uh, Manchester, Connecticut, and uh, so she's kind of into the ocean. How did she uh, get so involved in in water sports? Well, uh, just probably always being around the water, and one of her good friends uh, was uh, involved in surfing and kind of got her interested in seeing what it would be like, and she's pretty athletic, and uh, she's had some success at it, so 
uh, it's been fun for. I would imagine she's pretty athletic coming coming from your family, so it, it's yeah. fun to see them thrive in, the, in their own sports. Yeah. She doesn't get her athleticism from me. It's more from her mother, <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> I love it. Well, I promise we will talk some football here, but it's yeah. always fun to catch up with you guys yeah. because the summertime isn't isn't just about football. We all kind of get a break to, to take some time away from it, so it's good to hear uh, that you've uh, spent your off season yeah. with family and having a good time. Yeah. Now we're ready to go. It's that time of year to get back involved in football. I know. We're getting refocused here. So so let's dive into some football questions. Uh, we've taken a break for a little bit here from football, but back in the spring, how was that offseason program for your defense? I thought, uh, I thought it was very good. I thought uh, that the guys really came in every day, you know, with a real sense of urgency to improve. Uh, I've always said that uh, spring practice, the offseason program, uh, it's a great time for players uh, to improve fundamentals, techniques, improve their cra- on their craft. I always thought it was a great time for coaches because coaches have a wonderful opportunity to teach, which is really the reason that coaches got into this business to start with. You're not really worried about game plans. You're not really worried about who the next opponent is. Uh, you're just teaching fundamentals. You're teaching football, and players are improving. Uh, so that's a lot of fun for coaches and players. Why do you like that teaching aspect so much? Well, just to uh, try to help guys improve and get better uh, and really, really master what they're doing. You know, the great thing about the NFL, these players have an opportunity to, to be the best at what they do in the world when you think about it. Uh, there's a whole lot of uh, teachers, there's a whole lot of lawyers, there's a whole lot of doctors, but there's only 32 NFL teams. So sure. there are 32 starting nose guards, there are 32 uh, starting Mike Backers, 32 starting quarterbacks. So you're one of, uh, you're trying to be one of 32, uh, which is a very, very competitive, uh, very demanding, uh, takes a lot of commitment uh, and a lot of want to. So as a coach and as a teacher, you're trying to help players reach their goal. What did you like about what you saw from those guys in the spring program? Well, just liked their uh, approach every day. Uh, thought we did uh, very, very well in meetings. Uh, thought we, we did a very good job of taking the information from the classroom uh, out to the field. Thought we really improved our fundamentals. I thought our tackling uh, really improved. Uh, I thought our uh, block recognition uh, really improved. I thought overall, uh, positionally, we got better in each area. You talk about that spring program part being about teaching. Now as we enter training camp, how does that mindset shift for you? Is it still about teaching in this part of the year? What, what changes? Okay, so as you get into the early part of preseason camp, you kind of pick up where you left off. Uh, in uh, of coming out of OTAs. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, that period of time is going to end quite quickly because we will be into preseason games uh, very, very soon uh, and into regular season games very, very soon. So the emphasis will start to shift. Uh, it's very important for the players to come back and show that they are still performing fundamentally and technique-wise and assignment-wise Uh, at a high level. Uh, And then uh, it'll be very exciting to start to get ready uh, to play, uh, you know, open up with Arizona and get into our our season. 
It is that time of year where things start to feel really exciting. I mean, even for us on our side of things, there is such a buzz around the building. But it's a little bit different this year compared to the buzz last year. What's different for your defense coming into training camp number two with Matt Patricia versus last year? Well, last year it was all new to us. You know, as coaches, we came in uh, and we were learning the system as well uh, as the players, you know, were really learning the system. Now, we still don't have it all uh, 100% mastered, but we're much, much further along uh, than we were a year ago. So coming out of OTAs, coming out of the offseason program, I thought uh, the installation of the defense and the performance on the field went much smoother uh, and we're very optimistic and excited uh, to see exactly where the players are next week, you know, when they get in here. And that'll start with the conditioning test to see, you know, what kind of shape we're in. We're going to have to be in good shape because it's going to be warm. Uh, So it'll start there and uh, hopefully uh, we'll pick up where we left off in uh, spring practice. How did you see the rookies progress through the spring, namely Jelani Tavai and Will Harris? What did you see for, from them in their first few practices as yeah. NFL players? Yeah, I, I saw two very serious-minded uh, young men uh, who understand they're in the deep end of the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this isn't college anymore. Right. This is uh, the National Football League now. And uh, uh, they they both, um, and, and really our rookie class, I thought, uh, did a very, very good job of making uh, the kind of commitment in the off-season program spring practice uh, that was required to put themselves in position uh, to come back for preseason and pick up where they left off and uh, to continue uh, that kind of focus, that kind of energy uh, on, on mastering what they're trying to do. Well, there's going to be a lot of focus and energy required when training camp comes, and there's competition all across the board. I mean, we could really take it position by position. Uh, Let's talk about cornerback. What are you looking for when it comes to guys who play on the outside? Well, uh, we're looking for guys that obviously can play that position uh, at a very high level. Uh, It seems like in this day and age, the way offense is going, the dynamics uh, of the of the offenses uh, in pro football as well as college football, it's kind of trickling down, is to have really athletic uh, receivers and big outside receivers mm-hmm. and really quick inside receivers. Uh, and obviously, uh, people are throwing the ball more. Uh, so we need across the board corners, safeties, linebackers uh, who can play the pass, you know, in – they're going to need to be able to play both man coverage and zone coverage because uh, we're going to play, you know, both concepts of sure. coverage. You have to. All teams do. Uh, so we're looking for guys that can cover. Uh, and at the same time, when we need them to come up and make a tackle or to help us in the run game, uh, are also physical uh, enough to come and do that. How about its safety? You have so many talented guys in that group. Quandre Diggs, Tracy Walker, Tavon Wilson, even the young guy, Will Harris, what's the advantage of having all those guys in your toolbox at that position? Well, we, we do. We have some very, very good safeties. And, you know, uh, the amazing thing about the game of football is that uh, everybody has a special talent. And, and whereas each one of them are very good, uh, they all have different a, a different style of skill set. So it's going to give us an opportunity once we get into this and we get it figured out. 
uh, to be able to use them in different roles, even though they are all in the safety position. So different scenarios call for guys with different skill sets. Absolutely. Sometimes playing man coverage, sometimes playing zone coverage, sometimes being a run support guy, sometimes being a deep portion of the field defender. Uh, so it gives you a chance to, you know, get the right guys for the situation in the game. Sure. Well, another situation where you guys are always looking for that versatility is along the defensive line. We didn't get to see Trey Flowers in action with the team too much uh, during the spring program, but what do you feel like he adds to that D-line group? Well, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, that Trey is here and excited, you know, to get him going uh, as we go into uh, preseason camp. You know, obviously I've watched a lot of them, you know, on film, uh, of course, uh, with the New England, New England Patriots. So he is a, uh, you know, obviously he's a great guy. Uh, he's a very serious-minded guy, uh, very focused guy. And uh, so I'm uh, looking forward to working with him and seeing how he does in our defense. We're looking forward to seeing <laughs> it as well. Coach, before we let you go, what part of training camp are you most excited about? Well, uh I like training camp. Uh, I like the grind of uh, working through it. There's going to be some dog days. That we're going to mm-hmm. get to the point where it's going to get hot. Uh, and just like the grind through it, working our way through the preseason games, and then ultimately preseason camp is going to end, and then the excitement of, okay, it's game week, here we go, yeah. is probably – Uh, the highlight of preseason camp. Well, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Coach, for taking some time to chat with us. Enjoy your last few days uh, before the craziness starts around here. Yeah, we will. Thank you. The Stadium Collection, located inside Gate A at Ford Field, is your one-stop shop for all your Detroit Lions merchandise needs. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. The Stadium Collection has something for every Lions fan in your life to show their pride. Next up on the One Pridecast is offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. Daryl, we asked asked Coach Pasqualoni about it. I'll ask you, how was your offseason? Uh, it was very exciting, yeah. Um, we got to take a little bit of time off and uh, did quite a few things. Went on a cruise with our family. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. Um, did a little fly fishing for the first time ever. Got to learn how to do that. Okay. Um, uh, floated the Provo River, went four-wheeling, did all kinds of activities with the family. Where was your cruise to? It was the um, Caribbean. So we did their private island, Coco Key, or Coco okay. Key and then St. Thomas, St. Martin. Nice. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. And all the food you can eat on a cruise ship. Yeah, I was, do- I was doing really well. <laughs> On my off season until we hit the cruise, and then that kind of it kind of went downhill. No, there's after no that. managing it on a cruise. You just have yeah. to eat everything all at one time. Yeah, you got to and you got to try. You got to try about everything. You know, it's all you there, do. so you got to try it. Exactly. Well, I bet it was so much fun. And you said you went fly fishing as well. Who do you think's a better fisherman, you or Frank Ragnow? Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Frank right now because I, <laughs> I don't know enough information. But I did catch some, but it was it, um, the fly fishing was fun. It was very, it was, you know, um, a little bit more technical than I was thinking. Okay. And, um, but I got the hang of it, but it wasn't as easy as the, you know, the guides and the people are making it look. Where did you go fly fishing? We, I was in uh, Wyoming. Oh, wow. Yeah. How'd mm-hmm. you get interested in doing that? 
Um, actually, it just kind of came up on the spur of the moment. And, okay. Uh, we got an invitation, and you know, we took them up on it. Sometimes those are the most fun trips, though the spontaneous ones. It, it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was just uh, basically uh, we drove there. It took us, I don't know, like three or four hours to get there. Uh, spent the night, got up the morning, fly fished a little bit, and then that evening we we drove back home. Well, that sounds like a great time, good quality time with friends and family, and hopefully you're feeling rested and restored, ready for training camp to start. Um, I'm very ready for training camp to start, <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I love my, I love the family, enjoy it, but, you know, I remember I did have last year off as well, so I'm, right. I'm chomping at the bit, ready to go. I bet, I bet. Well, let's get into talking some football because uh, that is what we are here for today. I know that it has been such a crazy off season for you trying to install this offense here. Tell me how you felt like the spring went for your offense. Um, I, th- I think it went well. Um, I, I was very excited about how the, the preparation went. I was excited with, um, you know, how the players responded, um, how they were able to, you know, kind of gobble up as, you know, as much information right. as we were able to give them. And, uh, you know, it's, it, is a, it is a process, and um, I thought the process went well. Um, we kind of, you know, fed it to them almost. This, when we get back to training camp, this will be the third time that they're hearing things. So, you know, hopefully it will start to come um, second nature to them. How does that process work? At what point are you installing what parts of the offense? How does it progress from the spring program to training camp to the regular season? What does that look like when you are starting a new offense out with a team? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I think you know first is you, you you know you do just your basic building blocks, obviously from the procedure of how you huddle up, you know, okay. to how you communicate, to what your terms are, um, obviously overall what your philosophy is going to be. Uh, and then, you know, the formations, your personnel groupings, how you line up, those kind of things, uh, what your cadence is, you know, how you're going to use that, um, what, you know, what the different change-ups are to the cadences. Um, and then what, what I'd like to do is kind of give, you know, try to come up with what is, what is our core concepts? What are we going to be able to hang our hat on? And, what, you know, what, what is our belief system there? And once you're, once you're able to do that, then, you know, you can kind of start to tweak things. You can move guys around. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of two things going on at once. One, you're trying to, you know, learn like core concepts. But two, the coaching staff and myself, we're trying to figure out what's best for these guys and the best place to put them to be successful. So you're trying to, to blend those two together sure. to make sure that, uh, you know, because it doesn't matter if this is a really good play, but we don't have the personnel to do it. Right. Or, you know, this personnel is really good, but we're asking them to do the wrong things. You know, so we need to make sure that those two can blend well together. Where are you at in that process as training camp begins? Um, I, I think probably somewhere in the middle. You okay. know, we're still trying to um, – uh, to get to know all the guys, for example, you know, Kenny and Marv, I mean, haven't even practiced one day. Right. So they're in here learning the information. Um, they're, a- they're able to get, you know, the X's and O's part of it. But as far as going out and executing it and then, and then myself being able to put my own eyes on and see what their strengths are, um, you know, and then how we need to use those. So right now they're going to, you know, they're going to run the plays that we're working on, but there may be things that myself and, and RPC that we are able to go and say, you know what, we need to put him at this position to do this part sure. of that play and, and be able to, to bring their skill sets to life. Well, if all goes according to plan, and we know how life goes sometimes, you, you have some uh, things that you have to adjust for, but if all goes according to plan, at what point in the preseason do you feel like you really want to start hitting that groove? 
Well, we need to hit our groove when we start game one. You know, when we start the, the regular season, we need to be in our groove. And, you know, what, whether that means, you know, you're doing fewer things really well than, you know, a whole bunch of things really well. You, I mean, we need to make sure that we're um, doing the things that we can do at a high level. You know, what, whatever that is, however many that is. But I will say, to use your word, I mean, this is a game of adjustments. Sure. You know, we have to be able to adjust on the fly. We have to be able to move guys around. And we don't continue to, to sit and run the exact same play the exact same way. So we, we're continually teaching. We're continually tweaking. We're continually changing it up, moving guys around, changing personnel groups, changing formations. Um, and that will go on the whole year. What did you like about how guys picked things up throughout the spring? I just I, I really like their attention to detail. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, sometimes when you're trying to learn so much information, some of the details can get lost in that, as you know. And so we, I think they really did a nice job of paying attention to the little details, trying to do it exactly the way um, that we were asking. There wasn't really any pushback either. I mean, they were they were just all in. They were trying to soak up as much information as they could. Um, we scrapped the whole thing. You know, it's just, this is a new, a new offense. We're sure. starting from square one. And uh, so they, they really bought into that. Well, I know you've answered this question already, considering you've been here for several months now. But for our podcast listeners, the people who are just tuning in right now listening to this podcast, can you explain for them what they should expect a Daryl Bevel offense to look like this year? Well, um, you know, one, I think, you know, we want to start by being, a, you know, a physical um, kind of uh, blue-collar, hard-working team. And, uh, you know, we, we want to be able to exert our will on our opponents. So, you know, I, I know I've said that before. It's no sure. secret that we're going to uh, run the football. Uh, we want that to be a part of us. We think that's an important part of, of the game of football. And that, you know, that's where your toughness comes in. And um, and then, you know, when we, when we get into the passing game, we want to be explosive. We want to get big plays, you know. Um, <clears throat> it's good to try to, to dink and dunk the ball down the field and, uh, you know, and, and score that way. But it's also hard in this game to, you know, go 15 straight perfectly executed plays and move down the field. So at some point you need to get chunk plays in there. So that's what we'd like to do with our pass game as well as our run game. Sure. But, you know, the pass game will be able to help you do that. Um, obviously we need to be about um, the football. We're going to protect the football. We don't want to give it to the opponent um, and make the game easy for them. So we got we got to make sure that we're hanging on to it and you know not turn it over. Where do you think this team is at in terms of toughness? Um, I, I think it's hard to tell this time of year. Sure. You know when when you're out there you know playing in you know shorts and t-shirts that's not football. You know that's not the toughness part. That's not where you grind it out, where you exert your will on your opponent. So this is why training camp is so important. You know it's the opportunity for us to put the pads on. Um, strange things happen when pads come on, you know, <laughs> guys show up and some guys disappear. It's like the know? best practice of training camp. Like when the pads start coming on, it's my favorite part of training camp. So those first couple of days in pads, just yeah. hearing the pads hit again. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's the best part of football, right? And, um, but just as I said, you know, some guys, you know, that guys get better when they put the pads on. And then some of those other guys that may have looked great, all of a sudden start to disappear, you sure. know, cause it's, it's a different game. It's not a game where we're not playing flag football, you know, we're playing and tackle football where we're hitting is involved. And so um, pad level starts to come down, get your pads under your opponent. Those type of things start to happen when you get into into training camp and can put the pads on. So um, that's where uh, we'll make our team, and that's where our, um, where our toughness will begin to show up. Well, we're talking about toughness. Let's talk about Matthew Stafford. He's a guy who's played through a lot in his career. You've had a few months now to work with him. 
What are your impressions of Stafford? Well, I've been really impressed with him. Just um, again, he's he's been one of those guys. He's gone through a lot in this offseason, you know, with with the health of just himself, with the you know, with the health of um, of his wife as well. That presented challenges yeah. for him, but um, also he knew that there was a new coordinator coming in here, and there was going to be a new playbook. And um, he really applied himself uh, very well. There was times he didn't need to be here, and he was in the building, and he was he was working to get to know the new stuff to become comfortable with that. Because uh, if you're you know your quarterback has to be comfortable with it, and if he's comfortable with it, then he's able to help you know with the other guys, and and uh, you know he can calm their you know their nerves down a little bit, but he can also fill in some of the gaps where other guys might be having questions. Um, and he just did a, a phenomenal job of coming in and applying himself, working hard, and learning this offense. We saw a lot of really good things from Carrion Johnson in his rookie season. What are your impressions of Carrion? I'm excited about Carrion. Um, you know, I, I, I just can't wait to see, again, getting into pads and being able to you know, hand the football, watch him run. Uh, he's, you know, he did a really nice job for, for the Lions last year. We need for him to continue to do that, of but course. we need it also to be over 16-game season. And, uh, you know, so that's the thing with him, uh, you know, to get your body right, to be able to um, – so it's it's ready to be able to take the pounding, uh, take the, you know, however many times we need to hand it to him and how many times we need to throw it to him that you can continue to keep coming back. Um, part of it's your physical, you know, your body, being able to prepare it to hold up for that. But then there's also that mindset that, that – uh, you know, that uh, stealing your mind to uh, those opportunities and, you know, being able to continue to come back, come back, come back. Well, this offseason, the Lions went from really not having a ton of options at the tight end position to having a lot more this season and drafting TJ Hawkinson, bringing in Jesse James, guys like that. Why is the tight end position important to an offense? Well, yeah, first of all, we got to give credit to, you know, to Bob and, uh, you know, and Coach Matt yeah. for, for going out and getting those guys. And uh, it's, I mean, the whole room's been revamped. And it's, it is an important position because it's one of the positions where you can create mismatches. And, you know, the defense has to make decisions on what personnel and how they want to play it. And then that can help us make, you know, then make our decisions on how we want to play off of that. And uh, that's one of the positions that's, that's able to do that. So, first of all, I mean, the room got taller. I mean, all those guys, you know, Jesse and Logan and TJ and, you know, those, those guys are, you know, they got, they've got great height, so they got good catch radius. Um, all of them are very serviceable or even above, above that in the, in the past game. Uh, we went out and got guys that, that can do a great job. You know, Jesse can, can hold the point in the run game. TJ can hold the point in the run game. Um, I'm excited to see what Logan can do. I mean, he's looked good, again, in shorts, but, you know, you have to carry that over to the pad. So, uh, but it's, it's an exciting room with, uh, with the skill set and some of the things they can do in the pass game as well. Well, like you said, you really can't gauge what a player brings to the table until you start getting deeper into training camp in the season, especially with rookies, because this is really their first uh, hit at the NFL. But in his first couple of months, uh, what is your impression of TJ Hawkinson and this rookie class? Yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of just what we've seen on tape. You know, we, we knew that he was a, a true football player. You know, we kind of throw that term out there, but um, the, he loves the game. Um, he loves the work. He's a grinder. All that stuff's important to him. Um, he takes pride in the run game, so there's no, there's no doubt he's going to be able to, to be a good um, good tight end on the edge for us there in the run game. He's, he's really good in the passing game. He's got sneaky speed. He's also got um, the ability to separate at the top of routes, catches the ball really well. 
Um, so, you know, I'm just excited about him. I don't think at, at this point he hasn't shown that it's too big for him. He's, he's shown basically that he's, he's been able to, to um, you know, soak in all the information. He's been able to get on the field and then perform it and perform it well. So it doesn't look, you know, he doesn't look like one of those guys is going to, you know, when the lights come on, he's going to, you know, get big eyed and, you know, and slow down those right. type of things, which sometimes you worry about with rookies. But, you know, we'll take it one day at a time and, and continue to work with him. Well, we are right here on the precipice of training camp. Uh, there's a different feel around the building because things are just about to get going here. What is this like for you knowing things are about to get crazy here and I'm going to get to be in training camp again? Uh, this is this is what we live for. I mean, I, I just I mean, I love the game of football kind of, you know, just basically what you said, you know, that the atmosphere when you walk outside to be able to, you know, the whistles, the grass, the helmets, the shoulder pads, the banging, the noise. I mean, all of it, like, you know, just just brings you right back to, you know, when you were able to play. And um, I'm excited to get it started. I'm excited to, to watch this offense come together, watch these guys gel as a, as a team, watch them gel as an offense, and then see where it can take us. I love that mental picture. I feel like I'm already out on the field right now. Thank you for that. I think that's a perfect place to uh, wrap up. Thank you so much, Coach, for spending some time with us. We can't wait to be out there on the field smelling that fresh-cut grass, hearing those whistles blow, hearing the fans. It's going to be a really great time. So thank you so much. Yeah, let's go.